Hello and welcome to Unrivaled Experts, where we get the best of the best to share their insider secrets so you can get a shortcut to living a better life. I'm Chris Gunkel, and joining us today is Ed Dobby. Ed Dobby, PhD, is the emotions doctor. He's an expert on using emotions as strategic tools to improve your life and improve your relationships. He's a senior adjunct professor of psychology at the University of Laverne in Southern California and retired after a 32-year career as a senior psychologist with the Juvenile Division of the California Department of Corrections. He's also the author of two best-selling books, which are great for anyone who feels that they're controlled by their emotions or deals with another person whose emotions control them. And today... Ed is here to help us understand what emotions are and why we have them. What function do these things serve? Ed, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I'm looking forward to it. So I gave a quick overview of kind of what you're doing and and what our topic is here, but who is it that you help the most? Well, that's an interesting question. I'd like to say I can help everybody, but that's a little bit too broad and not quite accurate. The folks that I like to talk to are those who find that their relationship with their emotions is problematic. And that could be one of a couple of things. It could be that they, they either don't express their emotions like anger or anxiety, or they express them too much. Men, for example, use anger to cover over emotions such as anxiety and hurt or those kinds of of emotions. Women tend to not express anger because the display rules in our culture basically say that women aren't allowed to express anger. I found that really interesting. A few years ago, I went on to a, a LinkedIn forum for women and I identified myself as a male and I asked the question, what happens when you as a woman, whether you're a boss as an entrepreneur or you're an employee, express anger? And 2,000 women came back and said, we really can't do that because when we do that, we get labeled, we get demeaned, we get marginalized, or we get put down. So women have challenges with emotion because they're not allowed to express it. Men have challenges with emotions because we're just, as a man myself, we're just not taught how to deal with feelings like anxiety. So those are the folks I'm directing that I want to reach. If you're a person who says, I don't have any problem with emotions at all, I express myself, I'm good, yeah, you're probably not going to benefit a whole lot from this unless you have to deal with other people who express their emotions, then you're going to want to understand what it is they're trying to tell you. So those are the folks I'm trying to reach. Anybody who either finds their emotions challenging to deal with, to understand and express, or who have to deal with somebody's emotions and they want to know what's going on with the person they have to deal with. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and I think we all experience this on on both ends. And uh, I'm sure having a better understanding of what's going on internally, either with ourselves or the other person we're working with, uh, makes a huge difference. Now, not having that understanding, not knowing, you know, what's going on inside of me? Why am I feeling this way? What kinds of problems does that tend to 
Well, it causes a number of, of problems. Uh, for example, if you use anger to cover over feelings of anxiety or nervousness, then you're going to, when you relate to people, you're going to come on much stronger and, and you're going to be seen as perhaps aggressive or somebody that they don't want to deal with. So that's a problem. The other problem that can happen is if you don't express your emotions is your emotions can build up and then they're going to come out in ways that you don't want. <clears throat> and what tends to happen, is, I guess what I should start and I should say, first of all, what emotions are to clear the air on that. I like to look at emotions as tools and they're tools like any other tool that you have that you interact with. It could be your cell phone. It could be your um, remote control on your TV. The tool is simply there for you to learn how to use so it could improve your life. And that's what emotions are. And if you don't understand that, then you're going to feel like your emotions control you. And when you feel like your emotions control you, then you're going to tend to feel helpless when you experience an emotion like anger. And you're going to overreact, perhaps either express it in a way you don't want to, or you're going to repress it and push it down. So emotions are just tools, and you need to learn how to what those tools do and how to use them. And that's the message that I want to get across to people, because in our society, in America, we're not taught how to use emotions or how to deal with them. It's just assumed that you'll know how to do it, and that isn't the case. And that's interesting. You're kind of flipping the script on this. I, I feel like when most people think about emotions, it's something happening to me or somebody acting a certain way and it's making me feel angry or making me feel sad or, or whatever it is. But you're saying, hey, you know, the you can control that response. You can control these emotions. Is that In a sense, but Chris, I'm going beyond that. I don't want people to learn to control their emotions. I want them to learn to master their emotions in the same way that you don't control the smoke detector in your house. It's a tool, but you learn how to master it. Meaning when the alarm goes off, you look around, you say, what's going on? Is it that the toast is burning or is there a fire? That is mastering your smoke detector as a tool. You're not controlling it. When you try and control your emotions, it doesn't work. Now, having said that, I need to put that into context. You hear about uh, anger management courses, which, by the way, tend not to work. There is a place in the emotion cycle for managing. And let me quickly run through that for your listeners. What happens here is you're born with your emotions. They're innate. <clears throat> emotions like mad, sad, glad, fear, and disgust. So you are hardwired to constantly scan your environment for threats. When you perceive a threat, subconsciously, your brain through the amygdala sets your body up to react and to deal with that threat. Now, this is where once you become aware that you're having an emotion like anger or anxiety, this is where control comes in. The control involves taking a step back from the situation, taking a deep breath. Two things happen. When you take a step back, it gives you some physical space. When you take a deep breath, it gives you psychological space. That's the only place where control or managing an emotion is, is relevant. After you've done that, 
Now you can assess what's going on. This is where emotional mastery comes in. You ask yourself, what is happening? So you have a lot of your listeners you were telling me earlier are entrepreneurs, and they may have to deal with customers. So they have a customer who comes in and gets angry. What are they going to do with this? Well, I'm suggesting they master that customer's emotions, and here's how they do that. They see that the the customer is, or the supplier, is angry. Now, the message of anger is that that person or themselves perceive a, a threat, a boundary threat, a threat to their goals, to what they want to have happen, whatever it happens to be. Now, if I know that, and I'm dealing with you, and you're angry, and I know that you perceive a threat, I now can step back from you, and I can say, I can ask, hey, what's going on? What has happened? What can I do to make the situation better? I now have mastered your emotion of anger. I haven't changed it, but what I've now done is I've enabled you to to tell me what's going on. Instead of what tends to happen is you get angry, I get angry, we escalate, and now we're in a battle. And that's not what I'm suggesting. So that's how you master an emotion, your own or somebody else's, and you master it as a tool. You understand that the emotion simply is communicating something about how you or the other person see the situation, and you can then question it and move on. So it sounds like the key in this, the key for mastery is taking that step back, like you said, get the physical distance, and then just just taking that pause to assess the situation. Is that correct? Exactly. You've hit it right on the head. Now, is this the same for all emotions? Because anger, you know, is men, you and I, um, anger tends to be the default, I feel. Um, But does this work for any other emotion or all the other emotions? It works for all the other emotions. Let's take anxiety, for example, nervousness. Anxiety is a future-based emotion, the message of which is there may be a threat out there and that threat may harm me. So if I know that, When I get anxious, I now can take a step back, take a deep breath, and I can assess and I can ask the question, what is actually going on? Now, how this works out in practice is this. My students, because I have students and they get nervous about exams. If they master their anxiety, they use that stress as eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, and they say, what do I need to do to prevent the possible threat from happening? And the answer is, I need to study. What often happens with anxiety when it's not mastered is it goes into what's called distress, D-I-S-S-T-R-E-S-S, and then it causes people to just freeze and not do anything. So yes, stepping back, taking a deep breath works with all emotions, whether it's envy, whether it's disgust, whether it's anxiety, whether it's anger, they all work the same way. The key is to understand the message of the emotion and then to assess the validity of that message. How real is it? What actions do I need to take to deal with it? Very interesting. I love that. Thank you for that insight. Um, You mentioned earlier that anger management doesn't tend to work. It doesn't tend to be effective. Can you dive into that? Why is that not the route to go? 
The reason why that's not the route to go is because most of your anger management courses teach you to control the anger or to distract yourself. They'll teach you relaxation techniques, which are very good. They'll teach you to um, say, okay, yes, yes, I'm angry and and I'm, I'm not going to express that anger. And that just doesn't work. There is what's called the the hydraulic model of emotions, and it isn't completely accurate, but basically what it says is if I push it down, the emotion will just kind of be inside me and it'll build up and it'll come out, and that's correct. So it's, it's correct as far as it goes, but it doesn't apply to all emotions. If you don't express the anger, then what's going to happen is, or you try and control it and push it down, what's going to happen is the threat is still going to be there. You're going to be aware of the threat, And if you're aware of the threat and you're not doing anything about it, then your only choice is to either escape from it or to attack it. And that's why I say anger management uh, groups tend not to work. They don't teach you necessarily most of them. There are some good ones out there. The Anderson and Anderson one is very good. But having said that, they don't teach you to understand what the anger is, what it's telling you, and how to strategically use that anger to improve your situation. Control doesn't work when it comes to something like anger. The anger doesn't go away. It just builds. And you're saying, so we need to release that anger. We need to use it at some point. And let's just pick on all negative emotions right now, anger, grief, what have you. Um, There are certainly going to be times where in a certain situation, like you said, dealing with a customer or something like that who's upset, um, anger is not going to serve us well. How do we... How do we let that negative emotion out so it doesn't build up and do it in a, in a time and place where it's not going to destroy something and, and hurt the situation that we're in? That's an excellent question, Chris. But before I answer it, let me clear up a, a myth. The myth is that there are negative and there are positive emotions. There are no negative emotions. All emotions are adaptive, just like there are no negative tools your smoke detector that goes out in the middle of, off in the middle of the night or whatever isn't negative. It's giving you information. The problem with viewing emotion as negative is that you want to get rid of it. <clears throat> Think of the idea of a negative balance in your checkbook or a negative evaluation at work. You don't want that. And so if you, if you label an emotion as negative, it implies that you want to get rid of it. And that's not what I'm suggesting. The reason why, by the way, that emotions are labeled as negative is because they hurt. Or they, or when you do things, when you're experiencing that emotion that you don't want. That's how it got the bad name or the bad rep of being negative. Now, to answer your question, if I'm angry at you, then I'm going to use my anger to motivate me to take action. Let me, let me give you an example as, for, as a woman. A woman is, is prohibited in our culture from expressing anger. We tend to see her as bitchy or whatever, however you want to look at it. So what I recommend to her is keep your anger, and this is the same for men, but the the situa- display rules are different. Keep your anger, but now let's use it. Let's say, what am I angry about? What is the threat that I perceive? Now, instead of my attacking you because I'm angry, I'm going to use that energy in my anger to motivate me to explore and find out what's going on. What is it that you're doing that I perceive as a threat? And what can I do to... Uh, nullify that threat. I'm still angry. I may not express it and you may not know it depending on the situation. 
but I'm still going to have the anger and I'm still going to use it to motivate me to take action. Another example, I had when I was working, I had somebody who took my information and and used it as their own. Basically, they just kind of cut me out of the loop. I was angry, but I could not go after that person directly. But I could go after them indirectly in the sense that I could say, you know, what's going on? And if this gets out, what's it going to do to your reputation and so forth and so on? So I used my anger, didn't express it directly because I couldn't in that situation. But I still kept it. I still used it, resolved the threat, and then the anger went away. Does that make sense? It does. So we're we're getting, so these emotions give us energy. And yes. then we're redirecting something that will serve us. I lost you there for a minute, but I think I got oh. the gist of it. Yes, that's correct. And that's okay. what emotions do. They energize us. Even emotions like sadness, by the way. The message of sadness is I've experienced a deep, important loss. Sadness motivates us to retreat, heal, and then move on. So, yes, it still motivates us to take action, but the actions differ depending on the emotion that you're experiencing. So what's something that we can do to really, we want to dial in this relationship with our emotions, be able to master them, be able to use them as tools. What's our first step? What do we do in the next 24, 48 hours to start going down that path of emotional mastery? Excellent question. And I have three suggestions. The first one is would change for the better if I learned to master my emotions as tools? That's a very strategic question, by the way. And I could go into explaining how to formulate questions, but there's no time for that. So you want to ask yourself, what would change for the better if I learned to master my emotions? And in most cases, the answer will come to you very quickly because you'll know. The second question is to ask yourself, what emotion specifically is it that I need to focus my attention on? And that answer will come to you as well. Once you know what it is that will change, that's motivation, and you know what emotion you need to focus on, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to direct you to my website, which is theemotionsdoctor.com, T-H-E-E-M-O-T-I-O-N-S, D-O-C-T-O-R dot com. And the reason why I'm going to do that is I have over four, excuse me, over 200 posts dealing with every aspect of emotion. There is an index tab on the homepage. You click on the index tab and it will take you to a listing by category. So you then can pick which emotion you want to learn about or emotions in general and you can get the information you want. So if you are motivated to change and you know what emotion you want to focus on and you now have information that you can use to, to begin to master that emotion, you're on your way. If that's not enough, then you can seek professional help. You can look in and, and buy my books. There are a whole bunch of options that you have. But for your listeners, for right now in the next 24 to 48 hours, motivate yourself to begin to master your emotions Focus on the emotion that you want to master and get all kinds of information free from my website. 
Fantastic. Thank you for that. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your site. There is a wealth of information out there. So make sure you go out, check out the site, theemotionsdoctor.com. I will also put that in the show notes so you have that link. Ed, we barely scratched the surface. This is an important subject. Um, it affects us all. So thank you for giving us some insights. I know I got a lot, lot out of it. I'm sure everybody else did as well. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for being here and checking out our latest amazing guest. Be sure to head over to unrivaledexperts.com to learn from more incredible experts so you can get a shortcut to living your best life. Mm -hmm.